Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Are you ready to leverage what you do and scale up your business? Then you're in the right place because today I'm kicking off a two-part series focused on high-ticket group programs and getting yours off the ground fast. So in part one, we're going to be looking at planning a transformational journey for your clients and part two will go into creating a first-rate customer experience because you need both. If you're going to charge high-ticket, then it's got to be absolutely rocking. So I love high ticket group programs because they offer leverage delivery so that you can earn more and work less while still impacting lots of people. And your clients get a healthy dose of your time without having to pay the premium of one to one. Over the next two episodes, I'm going to cover five steps that help you map out a high end premium level group program. And I'm giving away a free workbook from our iSuccess Leverage Business Accelerator Vault that you can use to work through all the steps and the exercises that I'll be outlining here. If you go to jallison.com forward slash iSuccess forward slash group hyphen program hyphen planner. And I've not done this kind of episode before. It's kind of a podcast driven course. And I'm excited. I mean, high ticket group programs are brilliant. And I've talked about them a little bit on and off in other episodes. But for your customer, a group program is more affordable compared to working with you one to one. And for you, it's generally easier to sell a 1K or a 2K program than a 10K or a 20K one to one program or project engagement. And by having a high ticket group program, your business grows in income, influence and impact. Planning any kind of program for a high end clientele involves time and creativity because you need to think about every little detail of the experience. These clients are investing a large amount of money for your program, so you better over deliver. Some mistakes, oversights or glitches can be excused in a lower level program, but not usually with this kind of price point. And this clientele doesn't want to hear excuses about why things didn't work properly. They just want it fixed so they can move on with the program. So in today's part one, we're going to look at steps one and two. Step one, confidently build your audience's transformational journey. Step two, building a magnetic program that they can't ignore. And I'll unpack all of that as we go through. So the thing is as well, though, with high end programs is this level of clientele is also used to exquisite customer service. They want to be catered to, not just handheld. They want to be treated like royalty. Your program has to reach a completely different level of professionalism, both in the type of content delivered, but also in the design of your resources. Free webinar accounts will make these clients question your pricing, as will offering beginner level information. So that's what we're going to be talking about in part two. We're going to do steps three, four and five. And that's 
Step three, up-level your program by building a killer foundation. Step four, craft an irresistible program that attracts solid high-end clients every day. And step five, cultivate a process that builds genuine rapport and excitement to start your program. Knowing your audience is a huge part of your program's success. And if this is your first time scaling up, spend some extra time revisiting your ideal client avatar, your ICA. There's a whole exercise dedicated to that task that I'm going to share with you. Really research and understand their problems and be sure your program offers their solution to set yourself up for success. As they say, the devil's in the details, so pay extra attention to every detail in what I'm going to share in the planning process. So let's get started with step one, and that's to confidently build your audience's transformational journey. Now, it's not enough to simply put up a sales page and list the benefits of your high-end coaching programs. Frankly, that approach doesn't work too well, even for much less expensive products. Your audience wants to know the deeper reason, the why they should invest with you. What's in it for them? You need to focus on the end results. How can you transform their lives? What journey can your customer expect once they send their payment? This story or journey needs to be compelling. A group program that solves a specific problem and has a reliable framework or roadmap to the desired end result is going to be super appealing to your prospective clients. They need to believe that that end result is possible for themselves. Now, of course, your promises need to be realistic and capable of delivery. A health coach teaching how to lose 20 pounds in 10 days walks the fine line of being called a charlatan for promising things that can't be safely guaranteed. But a business coach who promises that your accounting process will be reorganized and functional in four weeks is much more realistic. It's clear that these students can achieve this result provided they attend the calls and do the homework. When you're thinking about the transformation journey for your clients, think more about the outcome instead of the tactics or the process. You should organize your tactics to serve as the roadmap for your program. And also think about the physical transformation your clients will experience. Not only will they learn specific information that's going to help them, but their mindset will also change. They'll develop more confidence to achieve their goals. They'll be able to see more into their blind spots and they'll have renewed self-esteem after reaching a goal that they thought was impossible. They'll experience relief after dealing with a difficult personal problem. These are the experiences your clients want to hear about. Your clients want reassurance that you have the answers and can teach them how to handle challenges or situations on their own with these new skills. This is the transformation they're dreaming of so they can continue achieving their goals long after your group programs ended. While you start thinking about what your end results will be, it's time to revisit your ideal client avatar, your ICA. For any high-end coaching or consulting program, your ICA will be vastly different from that of, say, an e-book readership. Your high-end ICAs may have traveled through your sales funnel and begun as an e-book reader. But you're going to market this program much differently than an ebook or a lower priced item. So your message must get in front of these higher end customers. The only way to do that is to know them, their goals, what they spend their time online doing, their income level and their biggest struggles. As you know, not everyone's going to be a suitable fit for your program. Even if they fit four out of five demographic boxes, 
you need to be clear and spell out exactly who your ICA is and who it is not. And there's nothing wrong with stating this as part of your FAQs or directly on your sales page. This way of pre-qualifying candidates can save you time if people read your list of criteria and decide this isn't the right program for them. Who do you want to work with most? From your experience, what type of person has the most success in your program? What type of person has the least success? What kind of time commitment is necessary to complete the program successfully? Lay it all out in black and white. The more details your prospective clients have, the easier they can decide if your program is the right fit. And once they qualify themselves, taking that next step to join or to have an enrollment conversation with you will be easier. So let's do our first exercise and that's audience analysis. So what I want is for you to review your current avatar and make any shifts so that the clients you're targeting are a perfect fit for your high-end group program and can easily pay the hefty price tag so they stay committed to the program for the long haul. So thinking about your current ideal client avatar, what differences, if any, are there between your current ICA and your high-end ICA? Describe your high-end ICA. Describe the person who will be successful with this program. Include specific personality traits, goals, etc. And describe then the person who will not be successful with this program. What does it take to really make this happen? Describe the top three problems and pain points your high-end ICA is experiencing. So another exercise that you can do to dig into this is one called promise identification. So I've got a list of 12 things and I'm just going to rattle them off. Uh, If you want to read this as an article, you can do. If you go to the show notes page, you'll be able to uh, get this. But also it's all in my workbook. And I mentioned I'll be giving away a free workbook for everybody who's listening. And uh, you'll be able to download that and have all of this as a template to work through. Exercise number two is promise identification. So number one, what's your client's state of mind when they join your program? Two, what are their biggest struggles? Three, how do they view themselves currently? Four, who do they want to become? Five, what will the beginning weeks of your program focus on? Six, what type of changes do you expect to see in your clients? Seven, what will the central weeks of your program focus on? Eight, what type of changes do you expect to see in your clients? Nine, what will the last weeks of your program focus on? 10, what type of changes do you expect to see in your clients? And 11, how should clients view themselves by the end? 12, what's the overall goal of your program? So our third exercise is your laser-focused offer. So what we're going to do here is describe your ideal client for this program in one sentence. Then list the keywords and phrases that will attract your ideal client. Describe the personality traits of your ideal client. Where can you find your ideal client? Describe the traits of an unsuccessful candidate. List the keywords and phrases that will repel unqualified candidates. Describe the personality traits of your unsuccessful candidate. List some warning signs of unfit candidates. You really want to get rid of those and attract the ones that you do want. 
So let's move to step two of our five-step process, and that's building a magnetic program that your ideal clients can't ignore. Creating a high-class group program that's actually scalable is possible for you, but before you can generate the high-end clients, you need to get clarity on how this experience is going to massively shift their life and yours. It's time to brainstorm and dream big. You know which topic you'll cover now, but it's time to decide on the how. If you've got a big dream, will you implement it straight away? Probably not. So if you're thinking of hosting a tropical retreat right away, it might just be one to put on the side for now. But keep this brainstorm list fluid and keep your mind open to the possibilities. And as you're brainstorming the how you're going to deliver this, just write down all the ways that intrigue you about running a group program. List your practical ideas, but also think about what you'd love to offer that seems maybe just out of reach right now. No editing allowed with this list. We're just going to really throw everything out there. And while you're brainstorming, keep track of which ideas that get you really excited. Selling becomes easier when your excitement and enthusiasm shines through to your ideal audience, when you're really passionate about the transformation you can bring to them. So when you get to the editing part of this list, definitely sort out those ideas that make you cringe or those that make you feel deflated. Save them for another time when you may be more open to those ideas and you can unpack them a little bit more. Once you decide on the basics of the program, it's time to dig into the details. How many sessions? How many months? Are there key dates that you need to reserve or work around, such as holidays? How will you actually deliver the content to your participants? Keep in mind that just because you're dreaming big doesn't mean you have to jump straight to the most expensive or biggest idea you have. The idea of scaling your program is that you can certainly start small, get feedback from your participants and then make changes before you launch it again. If you've never held a group program before, consider this option. Go with your gut, but don't stress yourself out thinking you need all the bells and whistles all at once. Now explore if you have the technology needed to put this program together. Do you need to protect some of the content on your website with certain plugins? Do you need a membership space that's outside of, say, Facebook groups? Do you have any software currently that you can use for these functions? Do you need to hire a technology expert to help you set this up? Consider speaking to a tech VA in a discovery consult to talk out your ideas and get a feel for whether it's possible to make your ideas reality, along with how much it's going to cost. As you finalise these details, don't forget about pricing and creating a name for this programme. Your pricing should not be an arbitrary number picked from thin air. Consider how much you're investing to create it, outsourcing, technology, your time, etc., we talked about this in about when we talked about value propositions, about the actual value versus the perceived value, because you've also got to think how much time your clients have got to spend with you throughout the duration of the program and the end result that they're getting. The more private access they have to you, the higher the value and the price tag and the easier it is probably for you to give them that end result. Take a quick glance at some of the competitors around you to see what they're charging for similar programs. Keep in mind, however, that high-end pricing may not be visible on a standard sales page, and you also don't know if your competitors are actually getting that price. Maybe they're running steep discounts, offering VIP pricing to select people, or they've had to reschedule for lack of interest. 
Do your research, but go with your gut and what the market will bear. I've certainly played around a lot with the pricing for my program, and I'd rather have 20 people paying a lower price and really have a rocking group than just have a couple of people paying a really high price. When it comes to naming your program, think hard. How can you make the name memorable, yet describe what your clients will receive? Don't try to be too clever or make it sort of sexy and fun, but don't try and be too clever with it because sometimes it just is meaningless to people. So you don't want it to sound the same as a competing program either, just because you've seen it and you think, oh, that looks fun. Brainstorm some ideas, but if you get stumped, ask some friends to be sounding boards or to brainstorm with you. And I'm more than happy if you want to hit me an email and um, give me your your best group of titles. Tell me a little bit about your program and I will brainstorm a little bit for you. I absolutely love doing that brainstorming with my clients. Often I'll come up with something totally out of the box and it helps you know what resonates and what doesn't, something to push against. Or people say, oh, wow, that's amazing. And actually, the more that you live with something, the more it you know, really feels like the right thing. And you start to find all kinds of connections with things and all, and the metaphor kind of grows with you. Um, and it's really exciting and fun. You've got a lot of brainstorming going on here anyway, but hopefully that excites you. Your gut's going to tell you when you hit the jackpot. So don't stress about it. You know, don't keep going round and round in circles. Pick something, live with it for a bit. If you don't like it, move on to the next idea. That's the best advice that um, I was given and it really helped. So our next exercise is the program experience checklist. So we're going to brainstorm what features you want to include with this group program. How do you want to build community with the group? Check off the ideas from the checklist that you like and then add in some of your own creative ideas. No ideas too big or small. So again, this is all in the workbook for you to work through. If you go to jallison.com forward slash isuccess forward slash group hyphen program hyphen planner. But just a whiz down the list of the current popular ideas are things like Zoom or webinar group calls, office hours, co-working sessions, in-person retreats, in-person meetups, digital resources like workbooks, templates, checklists, training modules, hot seat sessions for each participant. They're really popular and private one to one strategy sessions for each person. I know a lot of people, a lot of my clients do um, an intake, um, like a diagnostic assessment. Um, and I do that as well. And, you know, also client case studies so that people can really see the kinds of things that's possible. Private forum for asking questions and networking. And accountability partners is another one that often people value in a group program. And also things like audio lessons, having transcripts or video lessons with transcripts um, that can be quite value added for people. So you need to decide which of these things you're going to integrate. It's not saying that you have to do all of them. In fact, even for high ticket group programs, overstuffing it could get overwhelming for your participants. So pick the ones that help them get more insights, not just other forms of the same information. Our next exercise is to dig into the details. We're going to brainstorm the details and logistics of your program. How long will your program run? Weeks? Months? List some ideal dates. List any holidays, vacations, school breaks, family events and other dates that you want to avoid. Will it be virtual or in person? How will you deliver learning resources? 
How will you hold your group sessions? For in-person, do you need to rent space? Do you need to book lodgings? And do you need to order food or book a caterer? The next exercise is tech identification. Examine your technology. What programs do you already have that you can use to deliver this program? What do you want or need to upgrade? What do you need to purchase new and learn how to use? So I always recommend you make a table and map out four columns. And the first column is going to be purpose. The second is I have. Third, need to upgrade. Fourth, need to purchase. So under purpose, your first area is admin tools. So things like contracts, payments, agreements, scheduling, etc. Next row is communication tools, audio, video, SMS, Facebook group. The next row is content delivery. So what platforms you're going to use for your learning management or coaching, autoresponders and things like that. The next one is lead capture or opt-in capabilities. And then there's things like internet security and firewall, password keeper, and project management tools. And it really depends on how complicated your program is and how many people are involved in helping you deliver it. Our next exercise is the selling staircase. So we're going to research what similar programs and competitors are charging so you can evaluate what your market will accept. Also, remember to focus on the sweet spot, the price your market can afford and is willing to pay that also feels in alignment with your own value. Sometimes you have to push a little bit out of your comfort zone and you can always increase your prices later. So I want you to spend a little time scoping out the competition. Look at three programs and list the program details, pricing and features. Ask yourself, how is your program different? Calculate the value of the tools and resources you're providing. Calculate the value of your time. Calculate your outsourcing costs. Calculate the value of the entire program. And does it align with other market prices? The next exercise is to craft the perfect name. So you identify some keywords that pack a punch based on the solution you're providing with the program. What solution are you providing? What keywords and adjectives describe this solution? And what keywords and adjectives describe your ideal client? And try some combinations of those different things. You really want the program title to be something memorable and easy to say. Remember, you can always use a tagline that says a little bit more specifically what the program is about and who it's for. So here's some naming tips. You can use alliteration, and that's where the same consonant comes more than once in succession. So classic is when Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle pepper, but you wouldn't want that for your program title. It's a little bit long, but something like sassy business systems or as one of my clients and guests on the podcast, Monique Wells had is lifestyle leadership and legacy, something around that um, with all the L's. You can use rhyming or repetitive sounds or something that expresses the benefits, results or solutions of your program specifically. For example, mine is the leveraged business accelerator. So, you know, leverage is in there, which might not be meaningful, but business acceleration is pretty meaningful. And make it easy to say and spell. Express who you are and who you help as far as possible. If you try and wield that into, weave that into 
the name, um, you're going to really feel it belongs to you, you know? Having said that, I would avoid using cute or funny names or names that are difficult to say or pronounce. And the same for trademarks. Think also about how it would translate into a domain name, particularly if you've got two words next to each other. Quite often you have something that ends in an S and starts with an S. And in a domain name, that looks really weird and often it gets misspelt. So when you're thinking about your program title, your program name, you might also want to check the available domain and just see that that's something that you could actually own. So where we've got to in this part one is steps one and two. And it's going to give you a really great design and an outline for the structure of your program. So this is very important foundation work. And then next week, we're going to go to part two where we're going to actually start crafting that out. And this is going to be the curriculum and delivery model for your program. And we're going to cover step five, which is about the process that's going to really build rapport and excitement for people once they've signed up for your program. So it's part of your welcome and onboarding process. And it's going to pinpoint the exact process that you use to get somebody on board, get them excited, get them the access to the systems that they need and really get them that commitment to, to really go into the program full of anticipation, expectation and willingness to do the hard work. Remember that onboarding a new client is not just about filling out paperwork. So this is really all part of where the customer experience starts. So I'm going to take a break from this week's episode now. And then next week, we're going to move to step three and, and four and five, which is to get some real foundations in terms of the model, the mechanism, and also the curriculum and delivery that makes your program really irresistible and attracts solid high-end clients. And in step five, it'll be about that wonderful user experience, that customer experience, keeping people warm from the moment that they sign to when the program actually starts. And I can't wait to finish off what we've started here today. So again, I will put the URL, the link for the workbook into the show notes for this episode. So if you just hop over to leveragedbusinesspodcast.com, it'll take you to my website and the podcast page. Then all the episode summaries and links to the show notes are on that page. And I will see you next week. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.